Hey guys, and welcome back. This is Jeremy Laverne, your host of Man Revealed. Today is repeat guest, Mr. Edwin McCall. We were able to connect virtually this time and discuss some things from the last interview and get to catch up with him and his family and this Lenten season and what it means to him and what it means on the after, the after of our story, the progress of our story. So I hope y'all like it. Episode 10. Let's get it. All right, Evan McCall, man, uh, I sure appreciate you coming back and talking to me. No problem, man. I was uh, always a pleasure to uh, to visit, man, and I've just been enjoying all the other podcasts. Uh, so this is uh, was exciting to come back and, and be a part of it again. Definitely, definitely. Um, it, it has gone well. Um, I've seen the numbers. Numbers have fallen off. Not sure why, but I, I think maybe um, – having people in our community, you know, interviewing you guys, it, you know, there's more of a connection uh, with our following. So um, I'm definitely glad to come back to our, to our roots, so to speak, and, um, and get on some more, maybe some more pinpointed, you know, conversations. Um, you know, we, the first time we talked, it was kind of a, a overview of some things that you went through. And I think this time around, as I interview people and, as more people from our community uh, steps forward to, to be interviewed, I think we'll just kind of stick to certain topics and uh, just kind of go from there, you know? I, I think that's the, the key to this is the reality is we can't, you know, I mean, life's going to keep on happening and, and we're going to, you know, we, we talk about our past, but then how, how, how we're dealing with the future and, and how we're dealing with the present is kind of what is, you know, kind of what we have to keep moving and keep our life keeps moving. And so that's good about this podcast is going to be the same way. We're going to, we're going to tell you a little bit about our past and then just kind of keep on moving. And I, I mean, I liked all the different people. I like the people I knew. Uh, I just, it's a good outlet for me and I enjoy them. So um, whatever, I don't worry about, I mean, I wouldn't worry about numbers because I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, no, and it's not that I'm worried about the, you know, I guess the 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 number in 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 as far as just being the number, um, mm-hmm. but def, definitely you know kind of keeping track with with people as far as just falling off, you know, maybe oh, I, or um, just trying new things, you know, something like that. But um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, like you say, life keeps happening, right? So uh, 2021, it's not. Uh, leaving any punches it's you know we, we went through the hurricane season then we had one of the worst winter storms that we've seen in in 25 years i think i saw um so how'd y'all deal with that man y'all, y'all did okay through it yeah i'm 20 i'm 27 and i haven't seen a, a storm uh no i mean <laughs> we did fine you see 
you see how I slid that and uh, just moved past it. Um, yep. We really okay. Uh, once again, our 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 house, the uh, I guess the iron the iron house of of Carlos there, uh, that you know didn't have any soffit or fa- fascia. Uh, it took the and we just got our plumbing kind tied in. Uh, it took a lick, no problems, no no issues. Uh, so, uh, and my parents' house did okay as well. Uh, you know, I mean, we're blessed, man. I just I don't know how many more w- weather systems uh, that we can get lucky with, but we have gotten lucky with every weather system. So, I mean, uh, my checklist was earthquake uh, and volcano, and so far, you know, I'm just hoping that I'll hear either one of those two. But we've uh, but seriously blessed, man, the, the winter storm, um, just, you know, I mean, <laughs> I guess the quarantine kind of conditioned us to, you know, stay in our house, uh, and, you know, kind of live by the means you have, uh, the no water thing was getting a little bit nervous and then no electricity. Um, we had fireplaces and, and, but, you know, you wake up, I guess one day, there was talk that Carl, I mean, uh, Maplewood had lost its, was losing some, some power and man, you know, you just with babies, it, it, I don't know everything. You just think, Oh my gosh, you know, I can't, I can't let them, you know, I can't let them get cold. And, and I had a little anxiety that morning uh, and woke up uh, telling Cassie about it. And uh, we worked through it, you know, I mean, we never, and we never did lose our power. And so, you know, with all that worry, I was out there moving wood and, you know, getting the fireplace ready. And I actually was a little bit slow on moving some wood. And so the wood that I was going to move was wet. And I was like, oh, failure. We're going to freeze to death in this house. <laughs> no, I mean, you had this stupid, you had this stupid anxiety that, that overtakes you in the morning. And it's like, oh my God, you know, my, you know, I, I see, I just walked downstairs and all my kids are blue and my, you know, my, my mom's frozen and my dad's in <laughs> And, and, you know, I mean, what I envisioned at six forty-five in the morning, and, and you know, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go conquer the world in some sweatpants uh, outside, flipping around like an idiot, uh, trying to. Get, but I mean, that's that's you know, that's the reality of us a not being prepared, but then the reality of anxiety is a lot of times you know get prepared, but I mean, you can't let it just wear you out, and that's that's what it kind of did for me is I was like, man, you know, and once I, I settled down, Cassie's like, you know, we're okay. And we have plenty of water and, you know, we've, you've done, you know, so we have food, you've cooked enough food and, and we got, you know, everything was fine, but you just worry, I guess, you know, it's like, I guess, I mean, yeah, this is what we talk about on these things is worry. Yep. And what does it for you except make you sick? Yeah, you know? no, that's, that's right. And I can say the only good thing about the hurricane was, it made us more prepared on our end. I already had the, the generators gassed up. I had it. All I had to do was plug in the pigtail and uh, we lost electricity for about six hours. Um, and we had some couple portable heaters. Uh, so we were good, but I was still worried. You know, I, I didn't want it to go into the night and then get colder. Right. And, you know, but like Andy said, you know, it, um, the kids don't remember any of that stuff, you know, they they weren't cold. Um, they weren't cold at any at any point. Uh, they were having fun. Right. I, I was trying to keep them from going outside to play in the ice, and I was like, "Look, I can't. You don't need to be sick right now, and this and that." But at at one point, I was like, "All right, go. You know, get after it. You know." So um, they they ended up having fun. Uh, we did lose water for three days, 
and that kind of started getting, you know, worrisome. Um, but we were able to go into town and take shower and stuff like that. So it all worked out, man. And, and hopefully we won't go through another one of these for another 15 years. And it'll be even more of a panic because we're going to be helping our, our children be get prepared. Right. Cause they'll probably, you know, hopefully at that point they'll right. be having their own families, you know? Uh, don't rush it, man. Don't no, rush. no, for sure. No, no. Right. But, uh, hopefully it's at least that far down the road. You know, right? Uh, well, I, I would hope the monastery has a good fireplace. That's all I'm, you know. Yes. <laughs> all, my, yes. all my nuns that are here. So, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so man, look, um, I've been, I've been kind of. I think we talked maybe a little bit about this clubhouse that I've been messing with. Did, did we talk about it at all? Yeah, yeah. You you shot. You told me uh, about some ideas and like some things that you you'd saw and, and like you were going to capitalize or you know it was going to kind of and and I think that's where you got some of your guests from and and yeah, you told me it's pretty neat. Yeah, uh, but that's as far as I went with it. Yeah, it's very cool, man. You, you really come across a lot of people, uh, like minded people. Uh, I've gotten into some groups, you know, some Christian minded uh, podcasters and stuff. Uh, so that's been really cool. And, but, you know, that I don't think I've come across any of them that just, you know, stood up and say, Hey, look, I'm Catholic. Cause I, you know, I say it every time I talk on it, you know, like, look, I'm Catholic and, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it. Not that, you know, I beat down any other religion. Um, but I haven't heard anyone else, you know, speak that way or, or talk about Lent or anything. Um, right. So, but in one of the groups today, they said, um, the question of the group was what's your after, you know? So I'm like, man, okay. That could be a lot of things, you know? Um, but, right. but me and you kind of discussed some stuff. And uh, one of the topics we were going to talk to tonight was, was about Lent. And I thought that we could maybe tie that in together, you know, like what's your after. And I think when we're going through Lent, we can maybe start thinking about that afterwards. What's, what's your thoughts on that? Well, see, and that's that's uh that's funny you say that because I think my lints have really progressed and like really as I mature, a lint is uh is a stepping stone into creating something that I can I can carry on. It's not going to be you know. Of course, I have my staples that I quit every year, you know, and I do really well with that. But it's to get better and move move on uh, from whatever I'm giving up to to figure out you don't need it but then to fill it with something good and to like, you know, kind of use the gap. And I mean, we were conditioned, I guess uh, you and I being conditioned with our, with our exodus and, and um, our little mini retreat that started prior to Lent, you know, whenever we did it, uh, you know, into going to, you know, you're, you start getting into Lent. Now it's like, I know I'm ready for it. And, I can prosper if I continue on the path that I'm on currently with Lent. You know what I mean? Like, I, so Lent is just the word Lent. And then for me, it's the actions that I keep, keep moving forward with it and finding like good routines and finding healthier things to be doing, healthier, healthier choices, um, looking more spiritually at, at things or, or my prayer life and, and helping myself with, with problems and looking for other avenues, I feel my mind being more clear 
because it because it, it's whatever I've given up, you know, in, in during the Lenten season. So I always look, I, I cherish Lent for that because man, you know, and, and, and but then I fail gloriously after Lent in keeping a lot of these things that I really find that I'm like, man, I'm so I'm healthy. I got a good outlook. Uh, I'm positive. I, I feel one with God. Uh, I need to hurry up and screw that up. I need to hurry up and, and ruin that and, and, and not feel that way and feel like just sluggish and, and scared and nervous and be pissed at everyone. You know, that's, that's the key is that how quick I want to change, you know, after Lent. So I, that, that's my take on Lent. Um, my, my current Lent has been rewarding and good once again uh, in the fact that um, some clarity and like with all the, I guess, getting off of Facebook and, and to, to see, you know, I, I believe in my heart at one point and, and at times Facebook is great because you do see, you know, families having fun, you see kids and, and you see a lot of great stories. And then just on the other hand and how fast it, it becomes uh, very addictive. And, uh, you know, so to find that time, uh, also, you know, giving up where I'm not, you know, and I'm not going to go through all what I give up because that's, that's kind of taken away from the value of giving stuff up. You know, I don't want to proclaim, you know, oh man, poor, poor, pitiful me. Right. Um, I just, I want to use the, you know, the time I'm finding more time. Uh, I'm using the time a little bit more wisely and I'm finding fruits from that, I guess, to make it as simple as that. Is that like, I mean, I'm, I'm finding things I had struggled. I guess I kind of, I think you and I may have talked about last time about reading the Bible. And as a Catholic, I feel like I don't, I need to know, I know some theology. I went to Catholic school uh, for, you know, like nine years, but I, I need to learn the Bible a little bit more and want to be a little bit more versed in it. And so, but I can't read. I'm like, I guess you and I can high five right now. We're at the, you know, maybe third, fourth, third, fourth yep, grade. Yep, for sure. Fourth. Yeah. Fourth, fourth grade. Uh, reading. Yeah. Fourth, maybe fourth. We're at the fourth, fourth <laughs> level. Uh, but we, uh, I, I can't, I can't. And, and the Bible's tough, man. And so, uh, I've been listening to the podcast of Bob, uh, the Bible a day, and uh, that's what I'm finding in my time. And I mean, you know, he's made it through numbers and that's where I usually fall off is the numbers. And, <laughs> and he, and today I was like, he was, we're just, we're getting on the last chapter of numbers. And I'm like, man, you know, pat myself on the back for simply putting a podcast on, but I mean, I'm getting it, I'm getting it done. And he, he kind of, he professes in it that, you know, no matter when you get it done or how you get it done, you're getting it done. And he, he kind of talks about like what Bible you read doesn't matter. It's just you're reading it, you know. And then I was like, man, maybe I go pick up a children's Bible, and uh, you know, I could get through this thing a little bit easier. Yes. Uh, but that's that's the fruit. That's the fruit, though, Jeremy. That's what I'm, I guess I'm getting at is that I found something to replace something else, and that it's it's a, it's something good. You know, there's nothing bad about that at all. Right. You know? And that's that's what I like. Yeah, I think it's about you know breaking these bad habits, right? You know, I think I, I heard somewhere, you know, it takes 21 days to break a bad habit. So I think that could be one way to look at it. Obviously, that's not the point of Lent, but it's good to get ourselves out of some bad habits. But even better, like you said, get into some good habits, get into some better habits as far as what we're doing with our time. 
You know, I, I think that's that's so true because I waste a lot of time. I feel I feel like I waste a lot of time thinking about, okay, what could I be doing to be getting better? But it's not getting better at the things I should be getting better at. It's things like, you know, woodworking. Um, it's things, you know, around the yard, some things like that, you know. I don't want – I'm kind of stuck in that rut where, you know, I go outside with the kids and we play for a little bit and I'm seeing all the stuff around the yard that I need to be doing and I'm getting them to come help me do that, you know. Granted, they need yep. they need to learn how to work. But I also need to take a step back and kind of calm down and chill out with some of those things that that can can wait. You know, they truly can wait. Um, but it's something that's just just on my mind. But what what could you say, though, or what do you think or have you ever thought about your after as far as, you know, maybe this Lent, but also on the journey that we talk about, we talked about the first time we spoke, you know, I think the after should should always be better. Could you agree or disagree with that? Yes. Yes. I mean, um, yeah. You know, talk to talk at this from your perspective because I'm curious how you would see the after being better. And I and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I just I I agree. But I want to hear what your take is because, and I'm not, I'm not turning the question. No, no. I just, I'm curious what your take is. How, why, why do you say that? I guess maybe it's the perfection in me. So when I was in that clubhouse room and the question was, you know, what's your after? And this, this room specifically was about mental health. And so my after story, I want it to be so much better. You know, I want my after story to be, that I overcame it, that I used the struggles that I went through to better myself and my family. So either if they did have to go through it, it won't be so hard on them. And if I maybe did such, if I did a great job at it, that maybe they didn't have to go through it at all. That's, that's kind of the angle I'm coming at it at. Right. And that's see, that's what I, in college I had to do, uh, we had to write our, our own eulogy and, um, you know, this, I guess that's a, that's the stopping point, but, but I guess I don't, I, this is a good question. After for me is not perfect. After for me is just, just right. Everything just right. And, and for me, that means, um, not all my, not all my grant, my, my thoughts of grandeurs are all these huge plans I have in my head, but everyone just happy and, and me seeing that happiness. That's, that's my, my after. And it's not, like I said, because a lot of times I think subconsciously, I actually even know that some of these ideas in my head are not going to fail or they're just not possible, but I like to still think about them. But I also know, the, the plan next to that plan that's up the next one in line is feasible and I can, I can do that. And so I see in my after, I see all those plans that are feasible and that can really happen. Those are the ones that really count because those are the ones that are real life ones that are going to be like catching my daughter smiling or, or my daughter, seeing my daughter do something totally, uh, you know, kind of just perfect. 
and not having to, you know, not having to coach her or have to her, her just doing it and, and knowing that's God's work. So my after is, is just, just right, I, I guess to say. So that's, that's kind of what I would say. That's a good question though, man. I think you ought to ask every single person you've talked to uh, on the podcast, that same very question every time you talk, because that's a neat, that's a good thought provoking, positive question. Yeah. It's definitely deep thinking. And what you were saying about, you know, the plan A or the, the first thing you see a lot of times is is not something that you think is uh, doable. But if you remember on our quote of the day, whenever we talked, it was about Einstein's imagination. So what's to say yeah. that that first thing, that first thing that popped into your head, which was given to you by God, right? Your imagination, you're the only one that can yeah. see it. Who's to say that that's not right. what is there for you? And that's, that's a loaded question because I do the same thing. I think about these glorious, you know, uh, decisions and, and this life that's just glamorous or, or whatever. And, <laughs> but I don't have, I don't know which way to go to even make that real. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, I, I do like you. And I say, all right, well, I'm going to do this. Cause I know, I know I can get this done. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, you're right. I just, you know, I, but you also, I also have to in the same right, those, those dreams of grandeur, a lot of time that that's a lot of extra stuff. That's stuff. It's not somewhat, you know, it's like you're saying living the glorious life or like, you know, I mean, fancy and it's a lot of stuff. Whereas the purity of things is a lot, a lot less stuff is a lot less things uh, you need. And that's kind of, that's a, that's a pulling point from this, from the year 2020 and 21 is what can we do without and learning that, you know, it's okay, you know, and thin, thinning yourself out a little bit and, and, you know, humility, uh, one of our, you know, one of our, our, our blessings as a Catholics is, or I mean, as in a really, in a Christian, Christian religion, Catholics is humility and, and you know, and and using that, you know, wisely. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm still. Well, well, let me let me throw this at you. So I listen to okay. Steve Harvey a lot too, and and he has yes. this thing called jump. And I think you watched it before, where he talks about you know you given these gifts, you're given these this talent by God, and if you never jump, then all those talents are dying with you, right? All those talents. I'm like, man, you know. So it really makes you think. Another video I watched, I watched with him, he talks about, he says, you ask not, no, you have not because you ask not. I'm like, man, what's he getting this from, you know? And he quotes, he quotes scripture and it, it, it doesn't say it exactly like that, but he says, you have not because you ask not. He says, quit asking for the rent money, ask for a house. Quit asking for your car to be fixed, ask for a car. You know, and I've never done that. I've never asked God or I never prayed to God to have more stuff. And, and who's to say that God doesn't want to give us those things because maybe there's something more that we can do with it, not just for having an easier life, so to speak, but what you can do with it as far as helping others. Have you ever thought about it that way? Yeah, I mean, uh, you and I talk many years ago, I think the beginning of our relationship about, um, 
Steve Harvey and junk and, and a lot of people discrediting, I mean, as just a comedian, but man, um, you know, and that's, that's a good point in, in finding, you know, finding a lot of courage in that and, and knowing to ask, you know, ask for what you need. And, and, and we tend to, I guess, miss those. But I do. I, I don't want to say uh, we, <laughs> it's mostly I, I tend to miss those points or, or you, you feel, I guess, uh, not embarrassed, but like to ask, you know, in prayers or you, you feel like, oh, you know, there's so many other things people are struggling, you know, and, and, and I'm going to ask for this. But I mean, in reality, you need to be open and talk to God and be very direct. Uh, your, your, your mother-in-law's taught me that is that when you're praying, you need to be descriptive. And with those descriptive words, I mean, you know, talking about what you want, you need to be, you know, be direct and, and understand. Of course, God understands that. I mean, he's God. But you need to say it out loud to, sh- you know, to know that you that you listen to it and let God. Um, I guess, God, you know, we don't need to prove anything to God. We don't need to, you know, teach right. him anything. Everything he does is for us. And so that's another thing is listen and say it out loud and be direct and and be more more focused on what you're asking to pray for you know because that's the best point of what you what what is that you know our imagination is god's gift and you know we need to you know utilize and our dreams are god's gift and as much you know all these things are are things that we can utilize and 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 get better at yeah definitely true definitely true um it's just something and you know i feel personally, I feel guilty for asking anything, you know, for anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, cause he's, you know, cause he's already given us so much. There's, you know, so many people that, that doesn't have what we have and we don't have a lot, you know? Um, now, so how do you know that God has either answered a prayer or is leading you in the right, the right direction? What are you, some things that you look for to know that, okay, I'm, I'm heading in the right path. Happiness. Uh, the ease at which mm-hmm. things happen, um, the the surprising the the people who surprise you, um, the self worth, like knowing your self worth, feeling the the just, I I guess you know I always say like a warm sweater, but just this feeling of oh man I got it you know or you're you're safe. Um, these are all attributes to what I've seen and firsthand is that. A lot of times, though, a lot of times what I see is exactly opposite of what I thought, uh, what I was praying for, or a lot of, uh, you know, there's a long road ahead of that. And, uh, and you know, still I see his glory in, in what I, in some things, uh, you know, with like just as one as like one example is like employment. Uh, I struggle the first year of this, my new job, because it was something I was really new at and I was put in a spot to learn. Um, and I really, I thought, man, this is, this sucks and I can't do it. And I would tell Cassie that on a pretty daily basis, uh, with, I'd say this sucks at (laughs) least 16 times and I don't want to do more than that. But with patience and with time, I saw God's reasoning behind this. And now I'm happy that I went through that because I understand part facets of my job right now, parts of my job that, that 
I needed it to be right where I was. And man, every, my, I mean, and not to get too deep into all this as far as career and work and all the business that goes in and out of my life. But without this, I also didn't see the fact of you got to start on the bottom and work your way up. I've always been kind of blessed into put in a job. I think you and I had this conversation with my other career with safety. I just kind of showed up and the job was there and I had to prove myself, of course. But with this, I had to work. My, I'm, I'm still working my way up, up the ladder and, and getting to where I need to be. And so that's not at, a, at, at all what I envisioned. And, and, and the process was tough and grueling and, and, and made me really, you know, I had to eat a lot of humble pie. Uh, but that's kind of, you know, uh, not what I would expect to see a good prayer. You know, an answer to a good prayer was that because it's long. And tedious and, and still right. going, ongoing. But it's it is, but it is glorious. It, it is perfect, and it's right where yeah, I yeah. There's still be, right. There's still going to be work and that so, needs to be done. Right there, you still got to put in the time. You still have yeah. to put in the work, even though it it obviously is a blessing, and and you're where you need to be. But there's still that work, and I think that some people yes. maybe think the other way around, and they give up too quickly you know, before they can see what God was trying to give to them, uh, you know, they, they give up too quickly mm-hmm. and, uh, and think that it's just going to be boom right here, done for you. Uh, you know, Oh, I think, I think culture and, and the, the, the young and the teenagers really don't know any better. And I think that's a, I, I think personally, and this is all my opinions is that it's, uh, you know, everything happens fast. You don't go through any kind of process. Uh, you don't have to work your way up anything. You're just giving it and you go right at it. And you're expecting you're going to make a million dollars right out of school. And, you know, and if you right. don't, then you're a failure. And uh, that's tough. You know, that's tough. And I think it's slowly our our, our dads knew better because, I mean, they had I mean, work was set up that way. You had apprentice that would learn. And then you go through that and then you become a journeyman where, and then it slowly faded away. You and I, you know, in the workforce, we see it, you know, and, and I'm not like, I'm, I'm not about to start, uh, you know, giving right. examples, but you know, you and I have seen it, that it is a lot of kids come out of their schooling or their training expecting to start making the exact money that they, you know, what their career said, you know, underneath whenever they, 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 they notched it out of the, the internet and it said, you know, we're going to make a hundred, you know, you could make a hundred thousand, you know, between 60 and a hundred thousand. And they think I'm going to make a hundred thousand right out, right out, right. you know, cause it said that, and, uh, we know better, you know, and that's setting yourself up kind of for failure, right. uh, in that fact. And, you know, but I mean, Hey, I'm talking all this mess. You and I are envious and, and think, man, what the heck, you know, why, why didn't we get right? Didn't we exactly. get kick off like that? You know, or why didn't we start? And, and, and we know better, but we like to, you know, we would love to, I guess, see the fruit of the, you know, starting at the top, but you know, it's, it was different, I guess, for us. So, so maybe new between, between the two of us, we have seven girls that we're going to be going through here to, to try to raise and, and get through this, this chaotic life. And it it, is tough, man, because and this might show me as a as a sexist, you know what I mean? But I I feel it's going to be hard for me in that aspect. Granted, yes, I want my daughters to do whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do. 
but I think it really is important. And me and Ani's had this, this this discussion. I think it's really really important for them to learn how to be a mother and a, a caregiver of a home as well, not just straight go get education, go be independent, and, and go make your own money. I, I, that's kind of where I stand on it, man. What, what's, what's your thoughts on that? <sighs> well, you know, like you said, we have a league of their own. You know, it's this many girls. All I've ever known is girls. Now, you know, I come from a – I was all brothers, uh, and then I, I got thrust in this all-girl world now. I see the very importance of, of understanding household work uh, just as much as I need them to learn how to change mm-hmm. a tire. Uh, I see, I have the two sets and, and you're, I, I can hear in your voice. So I have the, the older, you know, the teen, I have a 12 year old and then a 14 year old. And then I have my young ones, but the older ones now are at the point where I, you know, it's very, I'm, <laughs> and you know, hormonal stuff I'm going through a lot. And so my, my brain kind of, shuts off at one and I kind of get to have to turn it back on for the other. What I want to teach my girls is, and what I teach my girls is I want them to take care of their self. Uh, I want them to always be aware of where they are and understand um, the importance of, of paying attention. Um, and I also believe that they need to know fit. And that's what I really, I put a lot on my wife is it's, their feminine stuff is that's I I always prayed when it was just me and my daughter. Uh, I was so worried that I was like, man, you know, she's going to come over and I, I just don't, I don't know how to tell a girl to be a girl, obviously, you know, and that's, that's okay too. I'm, and I guess that's kind of going what you're saying and I can be ruled a sexist as well, but I, I think a woman needs to teach right. a woman to be, you know, to be a woman. I think I think I need to teach them. Not so much they they don't need a man, but I also need to teach them when a man's not around or that if they don't want a man, they can make it. I want them to learn. See, and I, you know, I mean, life and my life is I cook. I'm the one that does 90 percent of the cooking. And that's at my own choice. Um, they would that would be kind of ruled as different if they, you know, went out in the real world. And, I mean, goes out, they get older and they expect all men to be able to cook. And there's I know. A lot of my friends, our friends right. don't know how to cook. I choose to because I enjoy it. And that's my, you know, that's my part of helping, you know, with the household is I'm going to cook uh, and then do that. So uh, I guess they need to learn on both ends of the spectrum. Um, I could get real deep into worrying about this. And this is where it kind of, you know, far as do you want, I always was asked, well, you want, does, does your daughter hang out with you, go hunting with you and, and do all that mess? And, and, and I never did say I would, bro- I brought Madison hunting. She, she liked it at, at one time. And then that was a, that was a passing glance. She didn't like it again. If she would have liked it, of course we would have done it more. Um, but forcing, forcing her to be, you know, to like something I like that's masculine I wouldn't never, that was never my thought process. I will, I will encourage, you know, with rodeo, there's a lot of, you know, I mean, poles, pole bending and and barrel racing is, is mostly, you know, mostly females. Um, There are some males that do it, but you know, that's kind of their, their aspect, but they're still cowgirls and they still have to like, you know, 
put their saddles on. They still need to load horses. They need to learn back trailers up. Uh, these are all things that are, you know, kind of perceived in another area of our world as being masculine traits. Uh, but they, they need to learn how to, you know, shoe, you know, change a, a shoe on a horse or, or know that it needs to be changed. They have to haul the girls. When we go by feed, they're the ones loading the feed up in back of the truck and loading it out. Uh, I'm just constantly, I just want them to be strong, bad, uh, bad, yeah, you know, bad, tough yeah. girls. But I also want them to understand they're beautiful uh, women, uh, young women that, that you know, obviously are, are, are pretty. Um, but just be aware that that's, that's as far as that can get you, is that, you know, being pretty is one thing, but being smart, a leader, uh, moral, Christian and understanding what all what I expect of them and and you know I, we're blessed in my life uh, w- with our our split families on both sides of the fence uh, everyone's like minded you know and that's a lot easier you know we're not shooting we're not really no one has these ideas that wouldn't you know wouldn't so it's easier to push this and know it's being pushed on the other side right. too right and so that's kind of my end with girls and but I still. With all this said, I still just, I am always constantly worried. And, you know, uh, I had a talk with my ex-wife the other day about Mattis, about my daughter and, you know, boys and all that. And I told her, you know, I just ever, I can never accept or like really get excited when she says she's talking to a boy. And that's the different, like, that's what really bugs me. And I pray about it is that like, I see my father-in-law's a little bit older and like, you know, his daughter's in college and she's dating and, and I'm seeing, you know, it doesn't bother him that much. And I'm like, man, I just, I still get like, not physically ill, but like when she says she's talking to a little boy, I'm like, I just, I don't like the, I don't like the fact. And I know it's dumb, you know, and my wife will laugh and and everyone else will laugh when they hear, but it's like, man, just leave her alone. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want her to date. I just don't want her to I know. date. Her and look, we're going to go, and that's, we're going to go through a bunch of these turd head dudes, you know, between the seven of these girls, we're going to see a bunch of them. I mean, I can about imagine what my father-in-law was thinking whenever, whenever my J town butt came rolling through the, the doorway, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's, that's the whole, hear me? I was a crappy I was a crappy dude to girls. And that's what I like. I think every one of my daughters are to either have a first name or middle name karma because I was just, I was, I was a turd and like a terrible turd and even like deeper into my, my, I mean, getting past college, I, you know, as an older man, I was a, a butthole and like to women. And, and I mean, uh, now I know what I have to do and look like, look and be on the lookout right. for guys like me. When you asked me today, that's what was heavy on my mind was, you know, I talked, uh, you know, and I won't like blast my daughter's details <laughs> of her love life out on the, it's very simple and not like it, but, but, anytime you know and i was talking with my ex-wife and i said and, and i told cassie about it as well it was like i just don't want her to date right. anyone. <laughs> and, you know no one but, but my ex-wife said you know and she told madison and i said you know kudos to you for that and i and i'll reiterate that no one is good enough for her you know and that's kind of in my i got that mindset and like you said i, I got i got another one you know my 12 year old neely and and 
And then my other two, the little ones, and you know, for years I was like, oh, they'll just be nuns. And that's just not. No, it's not. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not going to work. And I, and I think too, you know, as long as we keep them, like you said, I think as long as we keep them around like-minded families, they're going to have, you know, going to gravitate towards people, towards other girls that have the same kind of morals. And I think they'll stay in that same path. You know, I really think that's going to be the key to help them fight the temptations that's going to happen. You know, that's that they're going to see in their young lives. I really think that's going to be the key. And something I want to touch on before it, it, it left my, my train of thought there. Um, you know, we were at the, the confirmation retreat uh, this past weekend or two weekends ago. And one of the young helpers there, um, uh, he mentioned something that was said to him at his confirmation retreat. And he said, you know, uh, somewhere out there, your wife is being treated bad by another guy or your wife is being treated like how you're treating girls right now. I was like, dang, man, I never thought, I never thought of that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that was deep. And that's, you know, that's the, that is deep yeah. and true and 100% true and like scary and make me nauseous all at the same time. You know, I mean, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's so wild raising girls or uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for research and figuring out, but I think it's a lot of trial and error, you know, and, and figuring that you can't be everywhere and you got to really put your faith in how you raise them. And, and you said it, uh, we're, we're in a beautiful, we're in a beautiful community of a lot of like-minded people and we talk, uh, and, and that helps, you know, that helps a lot, you know, and, and, and just, uh, them knowing exactly what, what you expect of them. There shouldn't be any gray area in that. And that's what I kind of always push on my, my oldest is that, you know, what I expect. There's no, you, you can't say, well, I, you know, I'm not sure the way he would see that. And, uh, and that's kind of what, you know, I really push that with faith. I push that with her, you know, going to church and understanding it and doing certain things and just a responsibility. But man, I, I got a lot, I got a lot to learn, you know, and I got a lot to do, uh, right. to get better. You know, the highlight of my, the highlight of my weekend I'll share with you is that my daughter told me and I couldn't stop smiling. And now I'm telling it on this podcast just cause I want to brag is that she said a couple of boys said, man, your dad, I heard your dad's really intimidating. And I was like, that's the best thing. Yes. I, you couldn't, has come early from me. She's like, and there's like four or five that like, are like scared to even like be around you. And I'm like, I can't be more happy right now. You know, I can't be more happy. And I was like, I'm a goofball dude. Really. And I mean, every single person is like Edwin, and if you do know me, you know that it's not, I'm not intimidating in the least bit. Uh, but, you know, I, I set up a little <laughs> for my daughter's homecoming. I set up a little bit of a, a rouse and, and it worked. So <laughs> that's awesome, anyway, man. Hey, hey, I just, I forgot my R15 in the back seat of the car whenever I picked him up. I just, I forgot it was back there. <laughs> so, uh, I think he, oh yeah that's good stuff man that's good stuff 
Well, look, I know it's getting late, man, um, and I appreciate your time, especially on short notice. Cool, man. Um, I, I hope this this gets recorded well. Um, you know, we're trying to do it over the internet here, and uh, man, I, I just I hope things get back to normal here pretty soon. I think they will. Yeah, I miss, miss your face, and I'm yes, the Duke. the Duke, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. Um. <laughs> Well, look, let's end this with, uh, like we do all of them, with a quote of the day. And I found I found this one by okay. uh, Charles Keatering. And he says, every father should remember one day his children will follow his example, not his advice. <laughs> oh, my. Man, that sent a chill up my neck because isn't that what we just that's, we spent talking that's about? That's exactly right, man. And I think the more that we can show them what a man should be doing, not as far as, you know, cooking, cleaning, stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I think if we show them by how we love their mothers, that that's going to be huge. You know, that's going to be their expectations whenever they're getting courted by a, a young little turd. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I could, you know, I could do case studies on like Madison and her first bit of dating and, and freshman year at Sulphur High because all these came, you know, came to true, come, come true. You hear all this stuff and it finally does come true and you're like, oh my God, I'm not ready. And then um, I just really, you know, live by our example. And, and I, once again, am blessed in the fact that my wife, my mom, uh, her mom all our all the females in my in all in my, all my daughter's lives are that's an easy that's great uh, god put incredible gifts of of all my the women in my life to see examples for our daughters you know and and, and then for us you know for us men how we treat them very important though and i i think more in a modern man in our in a modern catholic christian is to learn, you know, really look toward Mary and and remember Mary, you know, in in all of this, and that's what I do. So anyway, that's a good quote, man. I oh, mean, it's that? um, I just kind of think these things up, yeah. Secret. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 really all about me. I just put other people's names, so <laughs> different names. Uh. <sighs> Well done, man. Well done. Well, thank you again for the uh, for the invite. And I, I we will, man. Thanks again. a lot, Ed. You know I love you, bro. Yeah.